Ohio, are you on? I am on. I'm on the road to righteousness with Jesus. I love that sign-on. That is fantastic. This is DJ Rick, and we're on yeah. the highway to holiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> highway to heaven's blessings. <laughs> ah, yes, indeed. <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Night Alive. Um, <clears throat> I in, feel like that was a common In Wisconsin. <laughs> So, I have a question for you. Um, can you think of clothing or decoration or jewelry that someone wears that defines who they are? And what happens if you if you touch that or reach out and, and grab it and interact with it? <clears throat> hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is Jim Coker. Ah. Because, you know, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. You don't mess around with Jim. And nobody knows who Jim is, but he sounds pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You uh, you, don't, you don't... I mean, people have been killed over Michael Jordan's shoes, so you don't touch their shoes. You know? Well, um, I, yeah, I think of, uh, <clears throat> dare I say, the hair of a recent president that probably no one was allowed to touch. <laughs> Dare I say, perhaps they wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah, that one just occurred to me. I I, I, <laughs> I thought, yeah, nobody, nobody I don't think goes, you know, hey, Mr. Trump, wow, let me touch that. I've always wanted to get this close. You know, I don't think that would go well. Um, Eddie, you know, Mr. T's gold chains and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, all these all these things that were just, you know, and it depends. You know, we could put, we could have a reference for the 70s. We could say, like, Wilt Chamberlain's Afro. You know, like, nobody touched that. Right? Yeah. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Right? I, well, I, I, I'm thinking about Mr. T's Mohawk. Mr. T's you Mohawk. Know? Yeah. I just want to go up there and go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I just don't think it would, it would turn out well for anyone. So. Yeah. Well, as I understand, he's actually a big puppy. Yeah. He's a pretty... Uh, I From the reading I've done about him, he's a pretty nice guy. Um, and he <clears throat> is a is a, uh, a Christian guy, um, has, has a faith that somewhat uh, is involved in his life, but he also has, like, illegitimate children and various other yeah. things that you're yeah. like, well, how does that all go together? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a persona too. Yeah, to keep up, keep up. Yep, so. yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, uh, I really would like to meet him one day. So <laughs> we'll see if we can arrange that uh, with our famous podcast. We can be like Mr. T would be our next guest. I think that would be interesting. Um, that would be yeah. When we start having guests, I, I mean, we're just gonna have to line them up and say, look, you just have to wait in order. Look, okay, you're after Mr. T. I can't do anything about that. Okay? Yes. Because um, the phones are just ringing off the hook. <laughs> exactly. Season five, it's just already done, you know. Um, so for me, like, one of the things that is a more common example would be, like, somebody with a meaningful tattoo. Um, obviously... Usually that has to do with their life journey or something they believe or something they hold strongly. 
and it, you wouldn't just run up and, and poke that and be like, oh, cool. You know, like um, yeah. we do a lot of homeless ministry at, at church and a lot of people in that in that population have tattoos are a very common cultural thing. And yeah. usually they're very meaningful. So it's not you can't just, you know, be like, oh, what's that? You know, like you have to re- approach it with some kind of respect. So, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I have two, and uh, both of them have a story behind them. Absolutely. And, and, and I, and I, I've talked to one guy. He said he had all these tattoos, and I said, I said, what's the story behind him? And he said, it's my personal journey with God. Mm, and, uh, and some of them were pretty raw, but that was because he was going through some pretty raw times. Yeah, it's his personal journey, right? It. Uh, yeah. We, we can't quite put our own uh our own spin on it our own liking on it um it's interesting to me that we have a a well-known story about something like this where somebody interacted with jesus so let me read here real quick out of mark chapter 5 and verse 25 um he says there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, and fell down before him, and told him the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, and be healed of your disease. So, a couple of things really strike me in that story. Um, first of all, she comes to him trembling. Now, do you think she was trembling because she had touched his garment? I would suggest she was trembling because she knows that she should never have been there. Mm. Um, She was a woman who was having an issue of blood, and according to the Jewish law, um, she would have been unclean, and she should never have been in in, in an area where there are are men because it would have been unclean for them to touch her. So I, I would suggest that's part of the reason why she came to him trembling and fearful because she she knew she shouldn't be there, and she had to admit that. But I also find it fascinating. The other thing that really strikes me in that is that her faith was so strong that she went against all the cultural norms Mm. to crawl to him. Well, I say crawl because I'll explain that in a moment, but to come to him and and touch the garment. And I say crawl, Josh, because um, in... uh, in Israel, there's a city called Magdala, and this city is only was only found about ten years ago. Mm. Um, and uh, in this city, they they found a, a synagogue, and it was probably it is the only synagogue that they know that Jesus actually preached at. There are several that they hope he preached at, or assume, or you know, yeah. but this is one that they know he preached at because this is the city where Mary was was uh, lived. And uh, anyway, so in this city, they built a chapel. Just mm. recently, it's called Dull. Yumi, I think it is, or something like that. And it's a chapel dedicated to the women of the Bible. And on the bottom floor, underneath the floor, there's a, a mosaic wall. Mm. And it's in a, it's a curved wall. And it has a picture of 
knees down, just mm. knees down, mm. and this woman reaching out and touching the hem of Jesus' garment. And, and you see Jairus, because if you read more of the story, Jairus is there too. You see him there. It is one of the most moving pictures I've ever seen that just mm. shows her faith, you know, which is what he said, her faith. So I know that's my yeah. thought on it. I just, yeah. those things came to me while you were reading the passage. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think if you can get me a copy of that picture, let's use it as the episode art. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, and you guys can keep an eye out for that. Cause I, I, that's, that's such a compelling scene. Um, and one, one of the, uh, vignettes that comes to mind for me is, is, uh, when my, my dad was in seminary, I'm a PK. I have the therapy bills to prove it. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, when my, when Can you my, loan some of those to my kids? Yeah. <laughs> it's a two for one. It's a punch card thing. Um, but uh, when my dad was in seminary, he wrote for the seminary uh, newspaper. I mean, seminary newspaper, Trinity College, early 70s. So this is read by tens of people. Um, and... Anyway, they're in Chicago area, and Billy Graham came to town, and Dad talked his way into a press conference for Billy Graham mm. for writing for this dumb magazine. And he's sitting yeah. between, like, New York Times and, like, <laughs> like yeah. Washington Post, and is, like, this dumb seminary student. And and he said, you know, he's raising his hand, Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, you know, and, and finally Billy Graham looks at me, and, and he says, okay, what's your question, young man? And Dad said, <laughs> and he could not remember his name, his address, his shoe size. He forgot everything about the whole world. And then he said, he said, Billy Graham then waited and looked him right in the eye and he said, you've forgotten your question, haven't you, son? And everybody else is yelling at him, Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, he's like, Hold on. We're going to wait. And then dad eventually like blah, 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 was able to sort of mutter out his question. But he said mm. Billy Graham stopped everything. Um, and he said it was like looking at God. Um, and it was just it's just a powerful moment that always comes to mind when I think of this particular story. Um, oh, I could imagine that's powerful. What a yeah. testimony to your dad, too, to help him realize what men of God are supposed to be. And he's, and he's in seminary at the time. So they yeah, studying to be a man of God. Yeah. And he wow. was absolutely busted. Just like you were saying about this lady, he was busted because he wasn't yeah. supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what they think is that, uh, this lady actually grabbed onto a decoration that would have been on Jesus's, the hem of Jesus's robe called the Zit Zit. Um, which, oh yeah, the tassels. Yeah. yeah, reminds me of Ziki sauce, which is that's what I think of because it yeah. comes back to yeah. food, you know. Do they dip them in it or something? <laughs> <laughs> Ziki sauce is made out of the zitzit. Um, so these were on the four corners of the outer garment, uh, as directed in in Numbers fifteen, and they were ceremonial decorations uh, meant to remind the rabbis and the people of the commandments of the Torah. So um, they would. You know that that was just common. There was the the. I mean, it seems alien to us, but the faith of these people was so absorbed in what they did that everything 
had a significance. You know, there was just this, we stitched this way because of this, and we stitched this yeah. way because of this, you know, and all these things. So what I, what I didn't know was that this moment is probably tied to some of the stories in the Old Testament. Um, and mm. I had no idea. I'm, I'm reading through the Old Testament right now um, with a church group, and it's we're reading at a very steady clip. And so some of the stories are, I'm seeing them from a helicopter view, kind of, and I'm seeing some of the connections, which is kind of fun. Um, you have 1 Samuel 15, verse 26. Um, and Samuel, who is Saul's sort of foil all through uh, the Samuel... Uh, books, which I I love their interactions. I love you know God's faithfulness, especially with a guy named Saul or a guy like Saul who was really not a person of character. <laughs> mm. right. So it says, and Samuel said to Saul, "I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel." And as Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe and it tore. And Samuel said to him, "The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day." And has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. So we have someone grabbing on to the hem. Um, very similar kind of interaction there. In the ancient yeah, and, and, and Josh, I think there's also a correlation between the fact that the woman should not have been there, um, mm -hmm. but she she did it. And in this case, you you never grab the robe of a prophet. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. prophets are. Are, they are men of God, mm -hmm. and for Saul to do that was 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 quite disrespectful and should not have been done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was part of, it was deeply part of of Samuel's identity, and and it was like a uniform. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like yeah. ripping off a policeman's badge. Let me know how that goes for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they would use uh, the the hem of their robe as a as an insignia on like a wax seal. It was very common to be like, okay, I see that that hem pattern or whatever, so I know that this person was really here and really did this. So it's tied into identity. Um, shows yeah. up in another place as well. First Samuel twenty four. Um, this is when uh, Saul is uh, indisposed, shall we say, in in a cave. And David has the jump on him, basically. Um, and it says, the, the men of David said to him, Here is the day which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. And then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterward, David's heart struck him because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Um, Again, he did something that should not have been done. Right, you know, sneaking so into the, the guys are misinterpreting a scripture and saying this is the time that the Lord has given him into your hands, and Saul and and and, and poor David kind of falls for that, you know, for a minute because he is human, yeah. for a minute, right, and then he regrets it. He says, "This is not something I should have done." In in here, David's not where he's supposed to be, um, and he's sneaking up on Saul. This is not supposed to be happening. You're not supposed to be that close. Uh, it's it's a disrespectful move, and like you were saying, Rick, they they misquote scripture and they think it's like his chance to take the day, um, which is yeah. It, yeah. It's very interesting to me that that David's faith was so strong that his heart struck struck him like, and that's often often gets interpreted as his conscience wouldn't let him rest because he had insulted the Lord's anointed. Um, 
And uh, so, so, so it's interesting, Josh, because it seems like we're, we're, we're pointing out that they are not where they're supposed to have been. Mm-hmm. However, these stories are written for us. So they were where they were supposed to be mm-hmm. in that sense. You, you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, is God showing us that um, he's got a bigger vision, he's got a bigger plan than sometimes we think? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like with, with uh, David in particular, we can think of times when David went against the norm, like taking the bread from the altar. People might remember that reference, uh, mm-hmm. defeat his men. Mm-hmm. Um, he did things he wasn't supposed to do in a sense, we can say, but I think in this sense, he cut off the robe of Saul to show, hey, I did spare you. I'm not after you. So there was a purpose and a meaning for it. Right. Right, which is is fascinating, and I I think the connections are fascinating. The first interaction was with with a a priest, a priest, a prophet, um, mm. with Samuel, and the second interaction was with a king, um, mm. and and Jesus was the priest king or the prophet king. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm. brings these things together. He's born of the line of um, David and of levi like he's born of yeah yeah so he's the priest king these energies are brought together and he's a priest and of course that gets into another episode um scroll down the page but it gets into the melchizedek episode where jesus is a priest in the order of melchizedek and melchizedek is is an order of priests that precedes israel that precedes levi and everything else um and has this eternal mysterious quality to it um but yeah, I think that's, it's just interesting that, that Jesus would, the story of the hem of the robe continues. Um, yeah. Just as we see all these different connections between Jesus and the Old Testament, Jesus, the entire story. Um, the hem of your robe was a piece of clothing that represented your identity. Um, Saul tore it, David cut it. Um, but Jesus stops everything to acknowledge this woman who is breaking the rules um, and breaking the rules, but breaking them in a way where you could see that, that she was holding on to quite literally what was more important. And uh, he, he breaks out of that and acknowledges her and calls her daughter. And tells her she has great faith. Pax Humana. Cheers. Cheers.